Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. Today is January 31st, 2022, and our first story, the world record-breaking Freedom Convoy has entered Ottawa and become the honking, a mass protest where people are blaring their car horns in support of ending vaccine mandates. Prime Minister Trudeau has fled the capital and reportedly has COVID. In our next story, Joe Rogan and Spotify concede a little bit. They say there will be a COVID advisory placed on episodes of podcasts discussing COVID-19. In our last story, a spice company that claimed all Republicans want to kill black people has lost over 40,000 subscribers and is begging people to buy gift cards. Get woke, go broke. Now, if you like the show, give us a good review and leave us five stars. Now, let's get into that first story. Ladies and gentlemen, the great honkening has befallen Ottawa as truckers are protesting the vaccine mandates in large numbers. And throughout the city, people are mashing their horns in support of the Freedom Convoy. For those that aren't familiar with the Freedom Convoy, it is a world record breaking trucker convoy estimated to be larger than 50,000 truckers stretching over 50 miles. Protesters are angry over vaccine mandates at the borders and vaccine mandates in general. So this is massive. Truckers are leading the way. And as they reached Ottawa, Justin Trudeau had fled the capital. Now he's reportedly testing positive for COVID. Many people are seen in videos honking their horns. People are seen looking out their windows as horns are just wailing. And on social media, liberal types that live in these cities are outraged saying, hey, I actually live here. And this is just too noisy for us. It's funny. A lot of the complaints that I'm seeing about these protests are reminiscent of what we heard during Occupy Wall Street. And interestingly, there was another protest in Canada called the Casseroles protest about 10 years ago, where people went around banging pots and pans and hanging out their window banging pots and pans. But that was socially acceptable. It's really interesting how this noisy protest apparently isn't. The media is trying to smear these individuals as white supremacists. Morning Joe called it a cult, saying, where were these people when you had to get vaccines for school? It's funny. There's a big difference between requiring vaccines for school with exemptions and telling someone they can't go to Walmart unless they have a vaccine passport or some kind of medical marshal to follow them around and make sure they only buy food and medicine. Yeah, It's very, very different what we're seeing now. And in some of these online forums, you can see these people saying things like these guests invading our city. 
as if they're not Canadian citizens, as if people in these cities don't actually support the protesters. One thing I find truly fascinating is that in the subreddit for Ottawa, where much of this honking is occurring, they're treating all of these people posting about it as others who should not be allowed to speak up in these forums. They're viewed as, you know, grifters or, uh, you know, bad faith actors. It's fascinating to me, to be completely honest, what is acceptable and what isn't. But the criticism, again, from the mainstream media calling them a cult and smearing them, it's, it's very reminiscent to what we've already seen in the past, from Occupy Wall Street to casseroles, etc. Noisy protests happen all the time. What we're seeing now is the establishment recoil against a truly populist uprising. Kurt Schlichter had a really funny tweet. He said you know, something to the effect of uh, the left is uh, it's ironic. The left is angry that workers of the world are uniting because these protests aren't just happening there in Canada, in Ottawa. The Freedom Convoy isn't only in one place. Protests are starting to pop up all over the place. Now, some people have pointed out that when Black Lives Matter marched through Ottawa, Justin Trudeau came down and took a knee interesting, right? Now, with the trucker protest coming, he flees. Yeah, they're trying to smear this group of people as racists, far right, white supremacists, and they're trying their hardest, but it doesn't matter. The establishment narrative doesn't matter. The people are just fed up. They're mad as hell, and they're not going to take it anymore. You can call them every name in the book. They just don't care. Speaking from experience, I don't care. They smear, and they lie, and they spread lies, and I'll resist and I'll file suit when possible, when, you know, when this defamation is actionable. But what am I supposed to do with all of the, with, with a dwindling mainstream narrative? What am I, how am I supposed to care about their lack of influence? Now, as, as I said, in the instance where the influence of these smearers and smear merchants extends to actually causing damage, we should go after them. But for these regular people who are living their lives, call them every name in the book. It's not improving their life. They, they just can't sit here anymore. Smearing them won't change anything. It's, you know, people are scared of being called racist only up until a certain point. When they're not getting the food they need, when they can't go to the store, when they can't go out and enjoy their lives, when they can't cross a border, when they can't work. So this is where things are getting intense. And the big story here is that Trudeau is fleeing. But before we get started, head over to TimCast.com, become a member to help support our fierce and independent journalism. We have no big corporate investors. We have only you, the members. There's no secret cabal giving us funding. Nope, built from the ground up. And boy, does that piss the establishment off. Oh, they try to smear me. They try to claim that somebody must be backing Tim Pool. How can he afford all of this? So you guys, it's the members who go to TimCast.com, flying in the face of the way the establishment is supposed to work. The billionaires are supposed to come and fund all of this. It's not supposed to be built from the ground up. Oh, no. That's fierce and independent journalism right there. With your support, we will grow, we will expand, we will do more. And as a member, you get an advertisement-free experience and access to our exclusive members-only segments on the TimCast IRL podcast. And don't forget to like this video right now, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, my friends. First, I want to show you a video of the honking. This is a video posted just this morning, honking at the Trucker Freedom Convoy. I hope you are all ready to listen to some honking. Here we go. So there's some music playing. That's why I'm not going to play it for too long. But you can just hear there's honking, there's people cheering. And, you know, YouTube is a, a, a ferocious creature. We'll just call it that. So as you can see, people are cheering and there is a lot of honking. And this is the big story. Trudeau flees the capital as thousands protest vaccine mandates amidst trucker convoy. The prime minister was moved to a secure location as protesters arrived at Capitol Hill in opposition to vaccine mandates. 
Hundreds of truckers drove their rigs into the Canadian capital city as part of a freedom convoy to protest against vaccine mandates required for them to cross the U.S. border. The prime minister called the trucker convoy a small fringe minority just days before as the group of vehicles extended up to 45 miles long on its journey to the capital. Government officials have not commented on the prime minister's location for security reasons, according to CBS News. The Canadian Parliament's sergeant-at-arms has warned that demonstrators might make their way to government officials' homes. Oh, they're going to try the insurrection narrative, huh? According to the Ottawa Citizen, Trudeau's office said he was continuing to isolate in the nation, na- national capital and work remotely. Now, this was because he tested positive for COVID. Ottawa police said in a tweet that there have been no incidents at the rally. Joining the truckers were thousands of protesters flying the Canadian flag, waving banners, demanding freedom, and chanting slogans against Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. The protesters expressed anger over COVID-19 restrictions, as well as border discontent with the, with the Canadian government. There's even been smears against the group that they attacked a homeless shelter. Lies and slander, I say. I'm all too familiar with the technique because I remember Occupy Wall Street. For all its faults, boy, did the media try to smear and lie. And Fox News played a role in that as well. The protesters could have responded much uh, more appropriately. But, you know, protesters are random individuals. But I'll get into all that. I want to talk about the comparisons between this and other protest, uh, protests. Mocha Bezergen says coffee, coffees, pocket warmers, Tim Hortons gift cards, and homemade goods brought from all across Canada are among the things being dis- disturbed, distributed to the truckers. The truckers say they are here to stay and not leaving until segregation is abolished. The scene near Ottawa's capital was raucous as hundreds of big trucks sounded their air horns nonstop as they approached the Capitol building. As the convoy drew closer to Parliament, protesters calmly marched while people chanted and banged pots and pans in protest under Trudeau's office windows. Felipe Gestangue had driven seven hours from northern Quebec to make his sentiments known. The vaccination requirements are taking us toward a new society we never voted for, he told the Ottawa Citizen. Trudeau said Friday the truckers' view posed a risk not only to themselves, but to other Canadians as well. He described the convoy's views as anti-science, anti-government, and anti-society. Oh, heavens. Take a look at this. Daily Mail reports, Canadian Freedom Convoy vows to stay in Ottawa as tens of thousands of protesters pledge to create chaos until the government reverses vaccine mandates. Vital U.S. border route is blocked after Trudeau flees city and Elon Musk backs the truckers. Here we go, baby. Now, here's a photo. We can see one sign that says True North. Some uh, I can't something free. Spring free string. I can't remember what it says. One sign says Jesus loves you. People are holding Canadian flags upside down, I might add. Now, for those that are not familiar, an upside down flag is the symbol of a nation in distress. It is not disrespectful to the country. It is saying that the country is in distress. That's my understanding. Take a look at these truckers rolling in, taking over the city and blaring their horns and leaving everybody just oh so angry. Now, there's a lot of information going on here. There's a lot to show. First, we have this tweet. Honk for freedom, election wizard. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, 
They have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Morning Joe smears the Canadian truckers claiming the truckers are taking food from soup kitchens and labeling them a cult. Let's debunk these lies, my friends, and play for you this little tiny snippet. I'm just curious, again, where were these protests when people were required to take get five vaccines to start school? Where were these protests when people were required to give their children five vaccines? They were in the doctor's office getting they, vaccines. They were in the doctor's office getting vaccines. They were making fun of left wingers on the West. Yeah, OK, let's just let's just uh, stop right there. You see, during Occupy Wall Street, we had some very serious uh, grievances. Grievances that I and many others, of course, agreed with. Big banks got bailed out. Auto industries got bailed out. And we were all left holding an empty bag. Big corporate billionaires paying out bonuses with our money as our economy was gutted. Yeah, the mortgaged back, uh, you know, mortgage backed securities and all that stuff. You know, we were mad about it. Now, unfortunately, leftists took it over. And let this be a very important lesson for those who are fighting against the vaccine mandates not to let fringe right wing groups take this over either. It's entirely possible it does happen. But for the most part, I don't I don't I don't think so. It's just people honking their horns. Certainly, there are fringe right wing elements, as they've called it. I don't know if right wing is the right word, because I don't know what that means for the most part, what the media is trying to convey when they say it. But there are, you know, fringe ideological elements certainly there. Now, let's address that that lie. Where were they when 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 the kids had to get vaccines? Yo, there are there are exemptions to your kids getting vaccines and you can always choose to privately school your children or homeschool them. Never before in my life have I had to receive a medical procedure to go to Walmart in Canada. You do. Now, I believe it's mostly in Quebec. I don't know if that affects Ottawa. I'm not uh, I'm not particularly good with Canadian um geography, but uh, there, there are some areas that you can't even go. You can't even go to Walmart. Now, if you want to go to Walmart for groceries, you can. You can't buy anything else. And they say a health marshal or warden has to walk you around to make sure you don't buy anything else unless you're vaccinated. Now, what does that have to do with your kids and your choice to school them in public? See, Morning Joe are propagandists. Remember when uh, when Mika, whatever her name is, said that it was their job to control what people think? Sure. Let's let's play, let's play more. Let's coast for being loopy anti-vaxxers. Okay. Now they have met the enemy and the enemy. Their enemy is themselves because yes. they've become what they hated. They've become what they mocked. And now they're taking food from soup kitchens because they're so put upon for being asked to do. Now, I'll play that game with you. Uh, Morning, Joe. They took food from soup kitchens. That's the smear. They claim that a group of these protesters went to soup kitchens and demanded food be given out to the truckers. And as far as I can tell, it happened, I guess. There's been a couple of news reports I've read claiming it happened. And uh, yeah. And you know what? The appropriate response from these protesters is that was wrong of them. It was wrong of people to go to a homeless shelter and demand food, especially in the winter when there are homeless people who need it. It's a separate event. And the, the movement should outright condemn those that did. 
and say, we apologize and we're sorry it happened. Occupy Wall Street could have learned that very lesson. And I've said it over and over again over the past decade. A friend of mine went on Fox News and was asked by Hannity, look at the picture of this guy taking a dump on a cop car. And you and my friend, uh, it's been a long time, but my, 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 you know, my recollection is that he said, oh, you can't blame us for that. You know, people, but wrong answer, wrong answer. The response should simply be, you know, when you have a, a large protest movement that has a general grievance, you're going to attract unsavory individuals. And I think the fact that you can see someone is unwell, so unwell that they would do their business on a cop car. I mean, this is a sign that, that our, our, our society is, is, is sick. I mean, come on, you don't expect that people who are upset over banker bailouts agree with the idea of someone pulling their pants on and pressing up against a cop car. No, I think we all condemn that and we're sorry that it happened. It's unfortunate. And you know, to be honest, we could use the support of your viewers, you know, Hannity, to help guide us and make sure these things don't happen as we all work together to make sure the working class, the people of this country aren't the ones bailing out the billionaires and these big corporations. That's the appropriate response. In response to this, with the homeless shelter, the response is quite simple. Morning, Joe, please inform your viewers we could use their help to make sure people aren't harming these homeless shelters and that we can all agree that there are going to be bad actors who come out and want to make everyone look bad. It happens at all protests. But here's my favorite part. You ready for this? What they've been asked to do, required to do, their ent- required to do entire lives. Their entire lives. Joe, I don't recall going to the movies and having to show a vaccine passport. Coming it's up. It's a cult. <laughs> yes, it it's is. It's a cult. A cult of what? Who's the leader? These people in trucker, these people in Canada, these truckers, who's their leader? A cult of what? Not wanting to be forced to show medical papers to go to a grocery store? Walmart, to be more specific, because there are exemptions from any basic grocery stores. But you get my point. It's a cult. What the left does, the establishment left, mind you, and many in the, in, in the, in the leftist movement go along with it because they're either blind to it or willing to accept the support. But the establishment deflects what they do on the other side. When Joe Biden engaged in a quid pro quo with Ukraine, and he did, they just said it was Trump who did it. Amazing. When it was the Democrats who paid for a dossier with, you know, Russian intelligence, they said it, it was Trump colluding with the Russians deflecting and blaming other people for what they do. And it's a clever strategy. But if you're somebody who's trapped in this bubble and believing this nonsense, well, you need to break out. But I don't blame you for being completely ignorant to what's really going on in, 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 in the world. I mean, this is Canada. It's not just the United States. Take a look at this post from Disclosed TV. Just in. Ottawa City Councilor launches court proceedings against Canada's trucker convoy, targeting the nearly $10 million in frozen funds by GoFundMe to cover the city's expenses. I'm pretty sure $10 million is more money than Occupy Wall Street raised. I believe they, they, they raised like $3 million or something. The truckers have $10 million. It's a bigger movement. It's actually, it's all over the place. And it's very, very reminiscent to what's happening or to what did happen with Occupy Wall Street. Let me show you more of what's going on. Liar.com donated $42,000 to the Freedom Convoy. Liar.com supposedly is owned by Elon Musk. I don't know if that's true. But that's what's being claimed on Twitter. Liar.com now redirects to the wiki page of Justin Trudeau. Very, very interesting. Well, I don't know if it's related or not, but we can see that Justin Trudeau is testing positive for COVID. Maybe people don't believe that he actually is. I don't know. Because as I mentioned earlier, when Black Lives Matter marched, he came out and he took a knee. But now he's fled the city and he's hiding. He's working remotely. And uh, well, you know, he's feeling fine, but he has COVID. He can't come out. Sorry. 
Sorry. Let me show you what's happening over at the Ottawa subreddit. Now, I assume most of you are familiar with Reddit. It's one of the biggest social media websites in the world. And the Ottawa subreddit is, well, not taking kindly to people coming in and discussing what's going on. There is only one permitted opinion opposing these people and being angry with them. It's very interesting. Let's take a look at what they say in the state of the sub. Etat de la communauté, or communauté, I can't speak French, sorry. They say, if you're reading this, thanks for sticking around. The sub has been a bit crazy since our uh, guests arrived in town. Please bear with us while we work through the next few days. We will still be spawning mega threads, but for our sanity, we'll be letting them grow bigger be- before creating new ones. Please note we have an increase in automated filterings for the sub. Your post content may take longer. I would like to ask everyone to breathe. I know it's not a fun time right now, especially for those who live downtown. Just remember that we all need to stay respectful. What, do, what does that mean? I saw a video of a guy leaning out his window filming this, cheering for what was going on. I can certainly respect that some people are not happy with the loud, at loud and incessant honking. But hold on. The Ottawa community should be neutral. If you live in the area and you're cheering for it, why are they telling you, breathe? We know it's hard. Because their view of everything is against you. It is against the protester. It sides with the establishment. And let me let me show you this. This is the mega thread on Ottawa talking about what's happening there on the ground. And there's a lot of comments. They're all bare, uh, basically negative. The top comment says, good morning, everyone. Today would have been the day my, my business reopened. We have delayed reopening because of all of this. I'm so sorry to all the small businesses who are impacted by this bologna. Baloney. I get it. Can we support you from home? No, let's be real. It is unfortunate these protests do disrupt small business. Absolutely. But there's a big difference between a bunch of people, you know, honking their horns and the chaz with armed groups shutting down city blocks. There's a big difference between this and Occupy Wall Street. But big protests are big protests. And I agree with the sentiment here. It is fair to say that if you're a small business, you don't want to be involved in this, you're upset by it. You know, that's the reality. I think it's important that if you're on the left or the right, you acknowledge that there is going to be collateral damage. Now, it's not like anyone's losing their lives, but people are going to lose money on this one. They're not going to be happy with you. Nonviolent civil disobedience has its consequences. But of course, the second post, the top second to the top post is neo-Nazi links to major organizers and supporters, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah, there were some right-wing libertarian types that Occupy Wall Street. They, they left because the left basically took over. Let this be a warning to all of you involved in these protests and all of you who support the movement. Do not let ideologues take over your group. They're saying that there are neo-Nazi links to major organizers. One, I don't think that is indicative of the greater movement, so it's pointless to be used as any kind of smear. But two, I think the appropriate response from anyone involved is to say, Thank you to all of those who pointed out these awful people who are trying to be involved in this protest for the working class. We condemn this outright. And thank you so much for those who are staying vigilant to push out these extreme elements. Now, I don't look, I'm going to be honest. I don't know who many of these people are. And often neo-Nazi and right wing and alt and alt right are used as smears against anybody who, you know, is anti-establishment. Just recently on the Joe Rogan podcast, you know, that guy tried indirectly smearing me as alt right. Joe Wright pushed back and was like, that's absurd. And then doubled down in another episode with James Lindsay and said, that is just not true. So I don't know who these people are. And here's the big challenge. Far right politicians. I don't know what that means. I really don't. 
The media has pushed these smears so, so, so far that maybe some of these people are ideologue, ideologue extremists, but I just don't know what, what you mean when you say these things anymore. And that's the big, the big challenge. So while I will say outright, okay, you know, by all means, look into who these individuals are and make sure they're not prominent voices taking over the message. But certainly people who want to protest might have views we don't agree with. They're still allowed to protest. Here we go. This person says, at one point last night, all the truckers were talking about the instruments they played in elementary school. And some person chimes in, is elementary school the highest level of education you guys have? (laughs) Just smear the working class. Isn't that funny? Truckers, people who are the lifeblood of any country, the red blood cells carrying goods and resources to and fro, and you smear them as being uneducated. Here we go. The Ottawa police have got this wrong at this point. Saturday, fine. Sunday, not perfect, but okay. But allowing them to continue continue into the week is a mistake. At some point, you have to show us you're who you say you are. Law enforcement. You're not observers. You're enforcers. Confrontation is part of your job. Hey, I can agree with that about the BLM riots when they're burning down buildings. But let's talk about trucks driving in streets. What are they supposed to do about that? Move along, sir. You're a vehicle in the road. Yeah. A traffic jam. It's very different from people burning down buildings. I support nonviolent civil disobedience. I support blockades. I supported Extinction Rebellion. I believe it was Extinction Rebellion. Blocking an intersection in D.C. with a boat. And they sat down, linked arms, and chained their arms together. And everybody complained and said, this is obstruction. And then the cops came and arrested everybody. And I said, good for them. It was nonviolent. It was disruptive. That's the happy medium. We want people to challenge what they think are unjust laws or policies. We want people to advocate for what they want. And those who make peaceful revolution impossible make violent revolution inevitable. So there's a happy medium. And it's nonviolent civil disobedience. Nobody gets hurt. Some people get upset. The news happens. People talk about the issue and it enters the center spotlight. Their polls show that peaceful nonviolent civil disobedience works. It generates press, it changes the conversation, and it affects politics. It's a good thing. If you take away people's ability to voice their concerns, people get violent. But of course, with Black Lives Matter, they're in corporate press. They're on Amazon and Walmart. They're not being silenced, but they're violent anyway. So by all means, police, stop the violence. Of course, I'm not happy with the police, mind you. My challenge still stands, says one user, to any supporter who says this isn't a gathering of white supremacists. I have Islamic apparel you can have. I bet you cannot wear it and walk through the crowd without them saying something, throwing something at you or assaulting you. Anyone anyone want to accept the challenge and prove us wrong? That is insane. Okay, you absolutely could walk around the city dressed in any way you'd like. Now, there are some chances that there are bad people that will do bad things. And that's true in any circumstance, in any crowd, in any crowd. And we condemn them outright. But I tell you this. I went to uh, I went to a, a protest in Boston, left wing groups and right wing groups. And there was this left liberal, you know, photographer who was wearing certain clothes. I think he had like a rainbow pin or something, walked over to the right wing side taking pictures and they started screaming at this person. Three percenters yelled at them to back off and shut up. And I was like, wow, somebody's in charge. But yeah, if people think you're their ideological enemy, they'll yell at you. You're Antifa, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, shut. I even got mad. I was like, dude, shut up. It's a person with a camera. Calm down. If someone comes over with a balaclava and a baseball bat, by all means, hold your shields and tell them to back off. If it's some person wearing a pride hat, they're taking pictures. So what? And then people are like, oh, but they're going to dox you. Yeah, welcome to being in public. Wear a mask if you don't want it. This is what you get on the Reddit. 
These people are just opposed to these protests. Let me show you what they're saying. Rainbow Ottawa student experience. One of our members had rocks and snowballs on her windows because she had a pride flag hung up. A protester defecated on her fire escape. It's wrong. Hands down, wrong. Condemnation across the board. The same we saw with Occupy Wall Street. Condemn it. Don't defend it for any reason. No, it's all wrong. I don't care whose side they're on. I agree with those that are complaining about it. The photos are disturbing. I'm not going to show them, you know, for obvious reasons, but they're disturbing. And this kind of thing happens in a mass movement, be it Occupy or otherwise. Now, a lot of people want to condemn Occupy. No, I think Occupy did some good stuff. Occupy Wall Street was taken over by far leftists and the woke, and that's unfortunate. But they did get, I believe it was, uh, a lot of people said, what did they even accomplish? And I hear right-wing people say that. I'm like, uh, I'm pretty sure, it's been a long time, but I'm pretty sure they got the DNC to move all of their funds from uh, corporate banks to union-owned banks. I mean, that was a huge victory for a lot of people on the left. But of course, the Democrats support the unions anyway, so it wasn't that big of a deal. But it was still a move that was made. But a big move happened because of all the press around Occupy Wall Street. Credit unions, which I am a big supporter of and use, saw like a $5 billion transfer of wealth. That is money to the people from this. That's amazing. Big banks, they take money, they take profits, and they pay it out to their shareholders and to their executives as bonuses. Nonprofits are, I'm sorry, um, credit unions are basically nonprofit banks. They can absorb those costs and make life easier for you. For example, my, non, my, my credit union, nonprofit bank, they allow me to use my ATM all over the world, ATM card, no fees. They absorb a lot of fees they, and, and, and it's just got better, uh, better terms. What was explained to us was that for big banks that have to have, that are, have a profit motive, they have to make sure that they're generating profits for their shareholders and paying out high bonuses to their you know, executives. This means that you end up with things like if you're poor and you have less than $25 in your account, we'll charge you $5 a month. It's like you're poor, so they're taking money from you. If you're rich, we'll give you money. Yeah, that's kind of busted. Credit unions substantially less likely to do this because they don't have those obligations. They can absorb the costs. That was good. Occupy Wall Street changing the narrative helped to make that happen. I remember I was at a book signing at a steakhouse. I think I was with Luke Rudkowski. You guys know him. Right from the, he, was, he was on Timcast. I offer a base. got We Are Change on YouTube. And uh, we were talking with some guy in line at a book signing. I think it was like Bernie Sanders. And he was like, it's been tremendous. You know, it may not be a direct policy change, but the credit union industry has seen so much money come in. It's really helping small businesses and families and their community banks. It's wonderful. That's a good thing. What can we get out, out of this? Well, check it out. We have this poll. Angus Reid now says the majority of Canadians want to end all COVID restrictions, 54%. Before the Freedom Convoy started, it was 40%. Bravo. Bravo. See, that's what I'm talking about. Nonviolent civil disobedience. Someone mentions only 54% is still crazy. Yeah, but a 15-point swing, says Election Wizard, in a matter of two to three weeks is an incredible shift. The truckers are moving the needle. And more importantly, if these truckers stop on trucking, you're going to go without food, and it's bad enough. When the truckers stand up, people say, hey, you know, let's maybe accommodate the truckers. But the reality is the truckers led the charge, and a bunch more people are joining in, and the honking is loud. Now, for all those people who are upset about the loud noises, let me just send you back in time to 2012. Montreal Pots and Pans video of protest against Bill 78 goes viral. Now, this protest, it was against the draconian Bill 78, 
at Huffington Post calls draconian. They say he was going to quell protests from the student protesters, the money fancure. I was actually in Montreal for these protests and people were banging pots and pans out their windows all into the night. It was so loud and it went on for some time. I was also in Barcelona, Barcelona, depends on who you ask. I'll tell you it's the, it's the tha or the sa, Barcelona. And I was there also for a pots and pans protest and it's noisy and a lot of people didn't like the noise, but it's nonviolence of disobedience. It's a, it's a sign of solidarity and people are showing their support for each other. So guess what? When there's a popular movement, they're going to be noisy. I remember during Occupy Wall Street, there was like, pe- there were people who lived, you know, a- around the corner and they were complaining like it's constant drumming all day and night. It's endless and we live here. And I'm like, yeah, no, I do feel for, for, for the people who live there. They, they didn't expect this. They don't want this. They don't want to be involved. But yo, if you want to live in extreme population density, you have to recognize that other people, they'll protest. They'll be noisy. Cars will, car horns will honk. And you chose to live in a dense populated area. When I lived in an apartment, I couldn't play the drums. When I bought a house in the suburbs, I still couldn't play the drums. Like we could, but it was like, got to make sure you're not too loud. Now I live in the middle of nowhere. I can crank my amp up outside to full volume and just wail and bring out and just be as noisy as I want. No one cares because ain't nobody going to hear it. And if you do hear it, you're really far away and you're like, I don't know, whatever. You go inside, close the door. If you want to live in a dense populated area, don't be surprised when protesters make noise. You've got, you've, you've got to accept it. So my, you know what? Let me just say, this is an amazing moment. So reminiscent to Occupy Wall Street and for all their faults, some successes. To the Canadian Freedom Convoy, to the truckers, to the Americans who joined in, bravo. And it's spreading to other cities and more people are rising up and honking their horns. Bravo. I love it when the people rise up against the establishment and the elites. Not every person is going to be happy. Not every single individual and working class person supports this. But you can see the attempts at smears. You can, you can see the lies and the manipulation. Nah, it ain't going to play. Sorry. I don't care what the machine has to say. I care about the truckers. Because you know what? I got to be honest. I'm a little selfish in this regard. Now, I certainly respect the working class and their struggle for better rights and and opposition to these things. I've even defended the anti-work subreddit. I said, you guys have a lot of important grievances. I agree with. I'm even in favor of abolishing student loan debt with caveats, perhaps the interest generated, but you got to still pay off something. You're responsible for something there. But I digress. Yo, I agree. There's a problem. The working class are getting screwed over. The poor people are getting screwed over. And yes, even though college degree holders are the highest income earners, they're getting screwed over too. And so I say, I agree with a lot of this stuff. I certainly do. But I tell you what, man, when the elites come out and try and lie, cheat and steal and take what they want, I'm going to be siding with the people who are in protest. And I will even acknowledge the faults of the protesters. And I'll tell you, I'll tell the the truckers or Occupy Wall Street, you got to strive to do better and make sure you're winning that PR message. Bravo, Freedom Convoy. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Joe Rogan has taken a moderate approach to the ongoing smear campaigns and attempts to get him censored on Spotify. Over the past couple of weeks, there have been unrelenting stories from the media slamming Joe Rogan, criticizing his guests, and trying to put it all on him, arguing that his show puts out dangerous misinformation. Activists for the establishment left and corporate press have demanded that Spotify take action and stop Joe Rogan. Why? Well, let's be honest. It was basically like one guest. That's right. 
Joe Rogan's been doing his show on Spotify for like a year and a half now, and then he had on Dr. Robert Malone, and boy, did that unleash the floodgates. Neil Young, outraged, said, you know, I I believe in free speech, but it's a private company, and I don't want to be on it. So you know what? Honestly, Neil Young's right. He doesn't want his music on this platform. He can take it off. The long story short is that a bunch of leftist activists and, you know, anti-free speech types have demanded Spotify take action against Joe Rogan in some way. And Spotify, of course, can't and won't do that because of the contract they have with Joe Rogan. This has been going on for several weeks, and it's gone beyond just Dr. Robert Malone. Jordan Peterson's episode ended up getting smeared by the press, and then peripheral stories emerge where they're just basically saying Joe Rogan is awful and getting people killed. It's funny, some people have pointed out that the false information put out by Rachel Maddow or Dr. Fauci never gets anybody killed. Or how about Dr. Fauci basically violating the rule against gain-of-function research? How about that getting people killed? Yeah, well, that you're not supposed to talk about. You see, the fact that Joe Rogan hosts opinions that run counter to the establishment narrative is enough to say that he's killing people. Joe Joe Rogan has responded. He's issued a soft apology. I mean, a lot of people are saying Joe Rogan's apologized. And I'm like, not really, you know, not really. He has issued an apology. That is a factual statement. But it's, it, it's moderate. It's, it's metered. What uh, Joe basically said was, you know, I'm sorry for pissing you guys off. I'll try harder. I'll do my best. He apologized to Spotify for all the chaos, but he did not apologize for hosting heterodox opinions. Joe Rogan has stood up for himself and his show saying, I don't want to just host, you know, the mainstream opinion. But Joe's basically saying he is going to make sure that if he ever has on a controversial guest, he'll try and have a more establishment, you know, mainstream kind of perspective or authority figure, whatever you want to call it, following this show. I don't think it's possible. I think they'll just keep coming after Joe. In his apology video, Joe even mentioned that he never intended to get to this point. He's just some guy who likes having conversations. And it is really funny that we've gotten to this point. We have this story from Endgadget. I want to give you the basic facts from the news, and then I want to tell you my opinion on this. It's not all bad. I don't want to sit here and be Debbie Downer. I actually think this story, while on the surface may look like capitulation to a certain degree, shows that freedom of speech and inquiry, it's winning. The cathedral is losing, and it often does. Over the past several decades, we have seen repeated attempts at censorship ultimately fail, and it will fail this time. And it will fail in great thanks to people like Joe Rogan, that even when Spotify makes moves and it seems like it's, you know, a net negative to shows like Joe, it actually shows we're winning. And the best they could muster up, the best the left could pull off is Neil Young and Joni Mitchell pull off the platform. Nils Lofgren. Do you know who he is? I guess he was Bruce Springsteen's guitarist. He's off the platform. Not that big of an impact for the younger generation who are probably listening to more modern music. And then Spotify says, we're going to put a a label on uh, shows talking about COVID. I do think there's something to criticize here. But all in all, if that's the best they could muster up, Joe wins. Joe wins. Free speech wins. Honest conversations win. And I think we're going to pull out of this one. I think all of this this, this negativity, this anger, the censorship, it cannot survive. Because regular people are fans of Joe's show. Engadget reports. Joe Rogan apologizes to Spotify over backlash and promises to balance things out. Like, let's let's be honest. Joe did say, I believe he's, he said, you know, he didn't mean to piss people off or something like that, but he apologized to Spotify. 
Shortly after Spotify announced it would be adding a content advisory to COVID-19 podcast episodes, Rogan has issued his own response to the controversy in a video uploaded to Instagram. He apologized to Spotify for the backlash that saw Neil Young, Joni Mitchell, Mitchell, and other artists. Oh, poor Nils Lofgren didn't even get a name check. He also defended his decision to book controversial guests while promising to balance things out with differing opinions. But Joe already does that. In his video, Joe mentioned, I had Sanjay Gupta on the show. I had Michael Osterholm on the show, establishment mainstream opinion on COVID. And Osterholm works on Biden's advisory team or whatever team he's on. But you have one person and you look at what happens. This is why it's frustrating to see any kind of capitulation. But let's be fair and let's be real. There is tact involved, strategy. And I think this is the appropriate strategy that ultimately shows Rogan's, Rogan's won. I mean, I, unless this carries on, you know, we'll see. Quote, some of my ideas are not that prepared or fleshed out because I'm literally having them in real time. But I do my best and they're just conversations. And I think that's also the appeal of the show. It's one of the things that makes it interesting. So I want to thank Spotify for being so supportive during this time. And I'm very sorry this is happening to them and they're taking so much from it. Two of his most controversial guests, Dr. Peter McCullough and Dr. Robert Malone, made multiple unproven claims related to COVID-19. Yes, and so did Rachel Maddow. In fact, Dr. Fauci makes unproven claims over and over again. In fact, many of the claims coming out from the so-called authorities are by their very nature unproven, and it's just guidance and guidelines based on what we hope to be the best. What they want is a lockstep. They want media and the government to be marching in lockstep. That ain't how it works. But when your media apparatus marches in lockstep with your government, you do not have a media apparatus. You have state propaganda. And therein lies the big problem. Joe Rogan, just a guy having conversations, is shattering the veil. And we can see it. Now imagine, imagine this. Joe Rogan can come out and say that he's just some guy having conversations and he hasn't fleshed out his ideas. Imagine if we had journalists. Imagine that. Why is it incumbent upon a comedian to be the one shattering the veil? Where are journalists who are going to sit back and say, but Dr. Fauci, in an interview, you said X, Y, and Z. When Rand Paul pointed out this document, it shows nowhere to be found. Nowhere. Well, the reality is these people like Fauci, they won't go on these shows. I highly doubt Fauci would ever go on Joe Rogan's podcast because he would roast the man. And therein lies the problem. There's this meme. It's got a name. I forgot what it's called. But it's like any, any sufficiently unmoderated forum will inevitably, inevitably become right wing. It's not that it will become right wing. It's that the establishment calls itself the left or whatever and calls right wing people evil. And then if you are anti-establishment, you're inherently right wing. Like my favorite is Jimmy Dore. Jimmy Dore, who's like outright socialist, but calls out the establishment, talks with people like Tucker Carlson, has very clear leftist economic views, right wing. I don't know. How did that happen, Jimmy? I have no idea. Now, it's a lot harder for them to try and smear Jimmy as right wing, but they still do. They say he's, he's grifting and pretending to be on the left and say the same thing of, you know, people like me or whatever. It's like, dude, my opinions are like middle of the road. And actually, Joe Rogan even mentions on one of his episodes, like they tried calling Tim Pool alt-right, like dude's a centrist, if anything. Yeah. All that matters is to people who are dishonest actors, people like Fauci and Maddow and Brian Stelter, the CNNs, the, the Acostas, whatever. They will not allow you, the dissenting voice, to speak on their platform. They'll just smear you as right wing. They won't appear on your shows. That's just the reality. Now, 
As it pertains to Joe Rogan, he is able to get more people from that other side because people want to be on a show with a massive platform. For Timcast IRL, it's a decently large show, I guess. I mean, I can I can speak similarly similarly to Joe in that never thought Timcast IRL would get to the point that it was at, where we're at, we're getting like I think like eight hundred thousand total views per episode, and then if you include the clips, it's like. 1.2 million or like a million about uh, across the board. It's kind of crazy. Oh, actually, I guess if you include actually the podcast downloads, I was just thinking of YouTube, it's around like a million. I never, I, 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 that's crazy to me. It's absolutely insane to me. I never thought that was going to happen. And we do have some now establishment voices wanting to come on the show, but for the most part, it's still very, very difficult. I should say like establishment left. Leftists won't do it. They they just won't do it because I don't think that their, their ideas and opinions can stand up to scrutiny. Moderates, centrists, libertarians, conservatives, they're all willing to do it. Establishment players, completely unwilling. And the reason is they need lies and manipulation to support their worldview, which is what's happening here with Joe Rogan. So they go to mention, you know, Peter McCullough and Malone, unproven claims. For example, falsely claimed that mass formation psychosis is what led people to believe that vaccines are effective against COVID-19. That's not what happened. That's a lie from Endgadget. That's just literally not what uh, Dr. Malone was talking about. But hey, there you go. If anything, what Dr. Robert Malone was talking about is that people don't tolerate any dissenting opinion at all, and they're all locked in mass formation psychosis. Not that it has anything to do with vaccines preventing being effective against COVID. That's, that, that, that's a multivaried conversation. That episode in particular led a group of over 1,000 doctors, nurses, scientists, and educators. You see how they lie? You see how they lie? Okay. Yes, there were some doctors. There were some nurses. There were some scientists. Educators. You mean like a podcast host? You mean like a dentist and a veterinarian? Look, I get it. There is some medical expertise for a veterinarian. But what, what does a vet have to do with what Joe Rogan's talking about? And a science podcaster who does experiments with like starting fires or something? I mean, cool stuff to be completely honest, but that's it? Okay. You see the game they play? Doctors, nurses, and scientists. Oh, spare me your, your, your garbage. In his video, Rogan said that those guests are highly credentialed, very intelligent, very accomplished people, and they have an opinion that is different from the mainstream narrative. I wanted to hear what their opinion is. He also disputed the episode being labeled misinformation, saying that many of their opinions are shared by mainstream listeners. And not just that. You see, that's why I'm saying like a lot of people are make, you know, trying to play it out like Rogan outright was like, I'm so sorry I did this. Oh, he defended the episode straight up. They're still going to give some concessions, though. In it, he basically says, you know, Dr. Robert Malone holds nine patents in mRNA technology. And Dr. Peter McCullough is, is one of, is, I think he says, is the most published cardiologist. The most published. If we can't have dissenting opinions because there's a whiny, complainy establishment authority in this country, then we're all the worse off for it. So this is, this is why I get, I get you know, frustrated by the, uh, the concessions. I get it. I get it. You know, Joe goes on to say, look, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. We get it. We get it. But does Joe really need to be saying these things? I'll tell you this. Tact. I can accept tact. I can accept strategy where they have they, they do something to basically seed some areas that are of little value to them in response, diffusing a potential volatile situation that seems to be ramping up. Now, in my opinion, I fear that, you know, when it comes to PR, let, let, me, let me tell you a story. There was an incident at Vice where one of their hosts had done some horrifying thing to a woman, or he told the story where he assaulted a woman. Let's just put it that way. 
And the, the PR strategy was just like, it has nothing to do with us. It's this guy. Don't get involved. And that's what they did. And uh, ultimately, it all went away. It was, a, it, was, it was a contractor that they had, and everyone was trying to make it Vice's problem because the guy had done work with Vice. And I'm like, okay, I get it. You know, uh, my attitude was, at the time, Vice should address it and be like, that's, that's not okay. And I think maybe I was wrong. You know, when I think back on it, Vice was just like, look, it's, it's one guy for one small thing that we've done. Are we supposed to be involved in this? They decided to say nothing. It worked. Say nothing, don't fan the flames. What's happening now is that you've got a big story and now the fans are getting flamed. What might happen now is this is fuel on the fire of the left being like, this is not enough. They're now admitting it's misinformation, but they still won't do anything about it. And there is the potential. So I, I don't know. I don't know. Ultimately, Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I think there's a strong possibility that this could be diffusing enough because these doctors and scientists and dentists and vets and podcasters were like, there needs to be a misinformation policy because COVID doesn't, or, I'm sorry, because Spotify doesn't have a COVID disinformation policy. So now they're like, okay, we do. But here's the problem. Here's, here's what I don't like about this. They basically say, uh, let me read this. Quote, we are working to add a content advisory to any podcast episode that includes a discussion about COVID-19. This advisory will direct listeners to our dedicated COVID-19 hub, a resource that provides easy access to data-driven facts, up-to-date information, as shared by scientists, physicians, academics, and public health authorities around the world, as well as links to trusted sources. This new effort to combat misinformation will roll out to countries around the world in the coming days. Well, I guess it's because, you know, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle released a statement Sunday morning about their concern over the misinformation on Spotify without mentioning Rogan. They have a $25 million deal. That's amazing. And so dumb. Spotify paying them $25 million. Well, they paid Rogan $100 million reportedly for his show. Let me just show you the most important word, authorities, authorities. That's, that's, that's the word I don't like. They're going to add a COVID-19 advisory to these episodes. Is that advisor going to involve, uh, include people like Dr. Robert Malone? Joe, you said he was a, he's got nine patents on mRNA technology. He's very credentialed. You said Dr. Peter McCullough was the most uh, published uh, cardiologist. Are they going to be included in these advisories? They should be. Any real advisory for the average listener would include mainstream establishment science. It would have Dr. Fauci. It would have the CDC. And then it would say important balancing, you know, and, and counter opinions from experts and academics. And there are many. There's more than just these two individuals, by the way, obviously. There's some like Yale and like Oxford professor who have come out and issued uh, opinions on what's going on. What about their thoughts? If you want to do an actual advisory and say, you know, the conversation around this issue is, you know, is, is difficult and, and controversial and complicated, but take a look at these, you know, opinions and, and, and scientific data points, and then you can show Dr. Fauci saying everything he says. And I think it'd be really interesting to see that Dr. Fauci has been wrong so many times. I think it'd be interesting to see how many people have been right. 
as Joe Rogan points out in his video, Dr. Robert Malone and Peter McCullough had made statements in the past that you would have been banned for, but today are considered accepted. Now that's crazy. So, I mean, I, I got to say this. We are, uh, uh, it's amazing that Joe Rogan has been able to, to stand up to this. And this video he put out was like, he said he was a Neil Young fan and, and you know, told a story about working a, a security at a Neil Young concert. He said he was a Joni Mitchell fan and then accidentally cited a song that wasn't by Joni Mitchell. But, you know, it was it was it was lighthearted. It wasn't mean. It wasn't mean spirited. And I think there was some tact involved and I can respect it. But I just say, you know, uh, well, I think this is a sign that free inquiry is winning. And and, and there's been a lot of signs of, 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 of winning that I'm uh, excited about. I just want to point out the establishment squeals and screams and cries but when are they going to put warning labels on Fauci, on Rachel Maddow, on, on these mainstream personalities who got so much wrong? Like, for real, when are they going to do it? They're not. Why are they only going to, you know, they're only going to put it on episodes of like the Rogan podcast. They're probably going to slap it all over my videos now because my podcasts talk about this stuff. Spotify's even removed one of my Tim Pool Daily Show episodes. So for those that aren't familiar, I do three segments on YouTube. And then I bunch them all together and upload them to iTunes and Spotify as the Tim Pool Daily Show. If you listen to the podcast, you'll probably notice like the next video is up at YouTube. I say that in, at the end of the episodes. Spotify's taking an episode down. I had no idea why. It wasn't even about anything crazy. I guess I was talked about something related to COVID and they just nuked it. Somebody complained, I guess. Does that happen to CNN when they get things wrong? When, you know, CNN hosts Reza Aslan who ate human brain? Granted, that was a long time ago, so it's not like it's in this modern era, but I mean, they've done their shocking and distasteful things. When is CNN going to get an episode deleted off YouTube? They won't. They're allowed to talk about whatever they want. Let me throw a shout out to NewsGuard. A shout out to NewsGuard, right? NewsGuard, hey, look at that. Deadline gets a 100 out of 100. I love this. How? Deadline's published false information about me in the past, and the thing about NewsGuard, and the reason I bring this up, is it's another example of the advisory and the warning labels and what they really mean. Now, I like to use NewsGuard because they do some groundwork that I value in checking to make sure certain news organizations are showing who their content creators are. But uh, here's something funny. We had Darren Beatty on Timcast IRL, and I mentioned this. I was like, you know, you run Revolver News. Why don't you just show bylines and, and flag your ads and then just get some get some score from NewsGuard so you can say that you're you're as credit you're certified by the same agency as the New York Times or whatever. And he was like, the economist doesn't have bylines. And I was like, that's an interesting point. I checked. They say right here, one of the criteria for getting certified by NewsGuard is that the site provides names of content creators along with their contact or biographical information. The economist does not do that. Yet they get a 100 out of a 100. 100. Because the reality is the certification process for NewsGuard is really just, are you an establishment mainstream corporate press? You by default will get a perfect score. How do we know the New York Times is telling the truth? Yeah, just assumed they are. How do we know whether or not, say, TimCast.com is telling the truth? Well, we'll check their article based against the New York Times or CNN. And if it falls in line with what they've reported, it must be true. But what if I report something that runs counter? Let's say Tim, TimCast.com reports one plus one equals two. CNN reports one plus one equals three. NewsGuard will go, it must be three because CNN's credible. And they'll give us the flag. And that's the point. Joe Rogan can have on a guest who may in fact be correct. Sanjay Gupta couldn't answer simple questions about why CNN had lied 
about the medication Joe Rogan had been taking. Yet they're the credible ones. Joe Rogan did not take horse medicine. Ivermectin, a compound, a, a chemical, is used in the creation of various medicines, including human medicine and horse medicine. They're different. They both contain ivermectin, but they're different. So I think it's entirely fair to tell everybody, do not consume horse paste. Seriously, I can't believe people would do that because it's just, it is different. You want to go to a doctor and you want to make sure they're looking at your body being like, hey, you've got this, this, this health thing, right? And I'll, and, I'll, and I'll say this too, like, I talked, I talked to a doctor recently, and uh, they gave me some warnings on potential treatments and medications. They say, here's some stuff about you that we think you should consider. I said, oh, how about that? I don't want to get too personal because none of anyone's business, it's, not, it's no one's business but my own. But that has an impact for me and has impact for, you know, other people. I'm not going to be getting my, my recommendations from Sanjay Gupta. He's not my doctor. He doesn't know my medical history. But of course, it is as it's always been in this modern era. Sanjay Gupta, Rachel Maddow, Dr. Fauci, etc. They can give medical advice all day and night. Bill Gates can give medical advice all day and night. Celebrities can tell you to drive into a parking lot, wait in your car, stick your arm out and get injected. And when I say something as simple as maybe you should talk to your doctor first, they tell me why. And they're allowed to do it. YouTube will not ban them. Facebook will not censor them. How psychotic. Shout out to uh, our good friend, Casey Neistat, one of the one of the, he's the legendary vlogger, one of the most famous YouTubers of all time. And all in all, a pretty good dude. Um, I, I've, I've, uh, I would say I've made his acquaintance and we've done some we, we've we've tra we traveled to Ferguson together and we, I, we've had some meetings where we discussed, uh, you know, media and stuff. And, uh, you know, he was trying to, uh, you know, back when he was trying to do Beam, the new stuff. You may have heard me tell the story, but it's important, important context here. Casey Neistat tweeted, go get vaccinated or something to that effect. I responded with, no, go talk to your doctor about what's right for you. And he responded, strange. I didn't talk to a doctor. I just pulled into a parking lot, waited 45 minutes, stuck my arm out the window and got vaccinated. And I was just shocked by that. I was like, that's insane. You pulled into a parking lot and just trusted a random stranger to stick you in the arm with some fluid to inject into your body, and you didn't talk to a doctor first? The response from the left was hilarious. They said, they told me, no. They said I was trying to discourage people from getting vaccinated. I was like, what? By telling them to go to a doctor? Isn't that strange that the establishment narrative would tell people not to go to a doctor? Why? Because there's a very small percentage chance, in my opinion, that you might go to a doctor and he might say, whoa, you have Guillain-Barre syndrome. You, it's clear here from your medical history. I don't think you should be getting this. It's extremely rare. Most people, probably 99%, the doctor would be like, no, you're fine. You can get this. Don't worry about it. Some people responded to me saying, the doctor is just going to tell you to get the vaccine. So that's pointless. And I was like, you go to a doctor for medical advice. And because he would tell you to get vaccinated, it's pointless to go to your doctor. That's nuts. That's crazy. They're like, why, why even bother? And I'm like, if somebody is skeptical, if somebody is an anti-vaxxer, they're not going to trust you because you told them to just go into a parking lot. That's insane. But if I say to somebody, why don't you go talk to a doctor? And they are a skeptic and they go and talk to a doctor. And they say, oh, yeah, doc, I heard you can't answer this question. And the doctor goes, actually, I can. The answer to that question is X, Y, and Z, A, B, C, 1, 2, 3, 4. And they go, oh, 
Google it right now and you'll see that I'm right. And they do. Oh, wow, doc, you're right. Look, the issue is that some people don't trust their doctors. The issue is that some people have bad doctors. Joe Rogan clearly has a good doctor, right? You like Joe Rogan. You think his doctor treated him well. That's exactly why I say you need to go and talk to your doctor. Because the last thing we need are for people to get sick and be like, I ain't going to talk to those doctors. And then they die. Or people to, to not, you know, to, to, to be at high risk. Someone who's got maybe like diabetes or someone who's, uh, that, that may be an underlying condition. I don't know. Some people who might be morbidly obese or, uh, or old. And a doctor is going to be like, look at the risk assessment. This is something you should do regardless of what you may, you like, you can ask all the questions in the world. The point is, if Joe Rogan can find a good doctor, if I can find a good doctor, good doctors exist. And I just, my main point here is when the establishment and the celebrities espouse the establishment narrative, which is big pharma good, they're totally fine. No censorship, no flagging, no content warnings. But if I simply say, go and talk to a doctor about what's right for you, they come after me on Twitter and call me an anti-vaxxer, which is the most insane thing ever. Even when they acknowledge doctors will tell you to get vaccinated. Joe Rogan has on Sanjay Gupta, Michael Osterholm. No one cares. He has on two other doctors, and it's the apocalypse. And Spotify is now bending the knee. All in all, I think it shows that, you know, this is a metered response. They're not doing much, if anything. And in the end, I do think it's a soft win. So it is what it is, man. I'll just say this. Whatever keeps Joe Rogan on the air is good for us, because I got to say, it's very scary. If this is one of the last lines of defense or the strongest lines of defense, we need Joe to host as many individuals as possible to make sure the word gets out. But I will say it's also true. If they ever were to successfully take down Joe's show, he could move it anywhere. He's not going away until he's too old or decides to quit. And then once that happens, people will just look for something new because these ideas don't go away with censorship. Doesn't work. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. As I often like to say, get woke, go broke is not a law. It is not absolute. There are many instances where media or companies get woke, and it actually works out for them. But get woke, go broke is a tendency, and it's typically about when a company gets woke in the most absurd ways. Look, if a, if a movie series, let's use this Ghostbusters, for instance, they did Ghostbusters 3, right? They did this new movie and the new group of Ghostbusters are a bunch of young kids of racially diverse backgrounds. You get the little Asian kid, you've got the, you know, mixed race or, or, or black female and a white male and a female. Nobody cared. Nobody's complaining about diversity in that capacity. That was actually tasteful and well done. And the racial makeup of the characters is not relevant to the fact that they were good characters and it was a fun movie and I had a great time watching it. But what about when you're a, I don't know, spice company and you claim that all Republicans everywhere are racist and fantasize about killing black people? Yeah, that's psychotic. And that's typically what we refer to when we say get woke, go broke, because boy, do we have a doozy. This company based out of Wisconsin lost 40 thousand subscribers. And now they are begging people to make pre-orders by gift cards because, well, get woke, go broke. My friends, I think you take a look at stories like this, which is extreme to be completely honest. The things that this company said are insane. But you take a look at what's been going on. And I got to say, you know, looks like free speech, free inquiry and freedom is winning. Freedom often does win. 
This person wanted to come out and claim that Republicans were all racist and evil or whatever, and now their company is suffering for it. Yo, don't get involved in this lunacy. But I do think the the war is far from over. There are a series of battles which could you could argue have been won by those who prefer freedom over authority, liberty over authority. But the war is not over yet. And so long as people like this still exist and others would support them, well, then we've got some very serious issues. And there are a lot of other stories out there right now. You know, the, the, the Freedom Convoy, which is going on, is a huge story. But uh, I'll be getting, getting into that in another segment. You probably already heard it if you're listening to the podcast. But let's, uh, let's take a look at this story here. Fox Business, spice company that called Republicans racist begs for gift card purchases after losing customers. The spice company has reportedly lost more than 40,000 subscribers after the CEO's politically charged email. Well, let's take a look at what that politically charged email was. In this story from Fox Business, Penzi's Spices CEO declares MLK weekend, quote, Republicans are racists weekend. Bill Penzi suggests Republicans fantasize about killing black people. The CEO of, this is from January 18th, mind you. The CEO of Penzi's Spices renamed the extended Martin Luther King Jr. Day weekend to Republicans are Racist Weekend in a recent newsletter to customers, wherein he said his aim was to anger Republicans in honor of the late civil rights icon. And I just find it very, very funny that Republicans are the ones who are actually posting the MLK Jr. memes, supporting his quotes, while the left are the ones besmirching his name and rejecting his ideology. And they try to come up with all these weird and ridiculous reasons why they thought he was right. Let me just explain something to all of you. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said that he had a dream in which his four little children would grow up one day and be judged by the content of their character and not the color of their skin, which is the opposite of what the Democratic establishment and the woke want. I digress. Let's read more. Quote, Remember how Republicans, going against a mountain of evidence to the contrary, once again lied and said BLM wasn't a peaceful movement, but instead terrorists inciting violence throughout the country, and then raced out to buy a crapload of guns because maybe they were finally going to get their chance to shoot a black person. Pensy wrote, what a bunch of racists. Hmm. Let's break this down. First of all, it wasn't Republicans who ran out to buy guns. In fact, it was liberals. It was in liberal cities where first-time gun buyers went through the roof. Now, if this guy could break out of the cult, city urban liberal types, as it were, maybe he would realize that in his own city, people who are not Republican are buying guns. They're doing so because of the violence. There's a really funny viral video where this guy who owns a gun shop, he, he makes a video and he's like, to all the first time gun buyers out there and like the liberal ones, he's like, you come in here, you try to buy a gun and you get angry that you can't. Yeah, I did a video a few years ago about this uh, journalist who tried to go to Walmart to buy a gun, couldn't do it, and then wrote like, I'm surprised I wasn't able to buy a gun. And the left, you know, they're these, I shouldn't say the left, because true leftists are, they support gun rights. But the establishment liberal types are like, you can just walk in and buy whatever you want. This lady couldn't do it. And the video actually went viral, got like millions of views. It's a funny story. So here's what ends up happening. These liberals see the riots, they see the pandemic, and they say, time to get a gun. They go out and try to buy one, but they have no idea this is what they voted for. So many of them don't know that you can't just walk in and buy a gun, don't realize you need IDs, don't realize there's something called NICS, a background check they have to go through. And then when they do, and the gun store owner says, okay, come back in three to five days and we'll get you all set up. They go, wait, what? I need the gun now. And he's like, yeah, well, too bad. You voted for this, you morons. He didn't say it like that. 
But he did say he was frustrated with all these entitled people being like, why can't I get this? Can I pay more money? No, you can't pay more money. But I think it's funny. This crackpot at Penzi's Spices losing customers because he thinks it was Republicans rushing out to buy guns. Dude, Republicans already have guns. They're not rushing out to buy a crap load of guns. They already have them. Now, I'll be honest. Many of them went and bought more for sure. But the surge in gun buying came from liberals. Or I should say people who don't pay attention. In addressing Republican voters at the end of his message, Penzi told them, the racist label is one you will deservingly wear every day you stand with the Republican Party. You know, it's really, really funny. We had um, Tom Garrett on the Timcast IRL podcast last Friday. And he's a Republican. Uh, he gets smeared as, you know, racist and all that stuff. And on the show, he mentioned, you know, the, the verdicts of Kyle Rittenhouse and Ahmed Arbery. And he said, with the Arbery case, that was clear. They murdered that guy. And I stopped him right there. I said, whoa, what do you mean? What do you mean? You're going to trigger me. And he was like, what? I was like, I'm getting triggered. Because the Ahmed Arbery case is not, he was like, yeah, that guy that was jogging. No, he wasn't jogging. I'm not going to sit here and entertain lies for any reason. Fox News will. Tulsi Gabbard will. Many conservatives came out and defended the Ahmed Arbery verdict. Yo, don't come at me with that stuff, okay? If you don't know the story, you may as well be going out and crapping all over Kyle Rittenhouse. Kyle Rittenhouse acted in self-defense. The McMichaels maybe shouldn't have gone after that guy. That's a fair assessment. But this whole narrative of a guy jogging and being hunted down, shut your mouths, you liars. And you know what? I bring that up because this guy is like, you'll be, you'll be deservingly called a racist. Yo, I literally don't care about your opinion, dude. It doesn't mean anything anymore. The left has, has played with this definition to the point. It's just completely meaningless. And you know, it's funny too, even when it comes to issues of like defamation and stuff, yo, if someone defames me and it causes damage to my business, yeah, uh, I'm going to pursue it. Absolutely. It's not super easy. And sometimes you can't you, you do, do every single one. But I, I fully intend, you know, don't, don't defame me. But racism is an opinion you can't really do anything against. That being said, I think Times v. Sullivan, this, it created an impossible standard. The media can lie with impunity, needs to be uh, reformed or, or, or looked up, uh, looked at again by the courts. Anyway, he goes on to say, get used to it. Or maybe instead become a better person. The choice is yours. We will be here rooting for you to choose love. Yo, you're in a cult. You're insane. And I don't care what you think. And apparently, the 40,000 customers you lost agree, you idiot. You want to come out and be in your cult? By all means, go ahead and do so. Yo, if you don't have Google, but your, your business deserves to fail. What's that famous quote? Republicans buy shoes too. I don't know if it's actually true that Michael Jordan said that, but there's someone who claims it is. I can't remember who it was. I, I, I covered that a while ago. Penzi's latest email to customers follows another from an earlier this month that made headlines wherein he called Republican voters the number one threat to this country. Following the coverage of his earlier newsletter, Penzi reached out and thanked Fox Business for delivering his words to exactly where they needed to go. The CEO did not respond to Fox Business' request for comment on his Republicans are racist weekend message. A supporter of Penzi, who also thanked Fox Business for the coverage of his earlier letter, declined to comment. Meanwhile, Fox Business has heard from a slew of individuals offer offended by both of Penzi's controversial recent emails. Some of them said they were Republicans, but not all. A self-proclaimed lifelong Penzi's customer from a prominent investment firm who spoke with Fox Business on the condition of anonymity said he was so shocked when a colleague sent him the Republicans are racist email that he thought it was a joke and that someone had hacked Penzi's spices systems. 
I'm not a Democrat or Republican, having never registered for either party. I am, however, first and foremost, a patriot. And as such, I recognize the difficult time our country is facing right now as various factions inside and out try to foment discord amongst us. The fact that any company feels they can make such a patently absurd statement like this and not immediately be condemned by all is a testament to how far things have deteriorated in this great country. Our nation faces many challenges, and it's incumbent on all Americans to find ways to bring us closer together to face the many challenges that lie ahead, the longtime Penzi's customer continued. Companies, politicians, celebrities, and anyone who has a platform should be working towards that and recognized and rewarded for that contribution. He added, in much the same way, those that seek to further create dissent and sow discord should be rebuked and face condemnation for their actions. It's not so easy. You know, I was thinking about this with the, uh, the Joe, Rogan, Joe Rogan segment earlier. Joe Rogan, of course, said that he thought it was good that Spotify was going to be putting an advisory on episodes, uh, podcast shows about COVID. Likely it would include this podcast you're listening to now, even though it's an earlier segment on YouTube, it's different, but on, on the podcast, they're all condensed. You know, part of me, uh, I feel a couple ways about this. Joe Rogan willing to accept some, uh, um, so, uh, to, 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 to negotiate, to compromise, even a little bit. It's not all bad. I mean, he's trying to do right by this other, these, this other faction. He's trying to be in the middle and trying to make sure things don't get ripped apart. But I wonder if things are too far gone, all right? I wonder if conceding, ceding any ground to these cult members is just destroying us. I'll give you an example. Gun rights. Look at what this guy says. Republicans buying guns. The Democrats come out and say, we'd like to ban more guns. The Republicans come out and say, no. Where is the political faction to come out and say, unban the guns? So every single time there's a movement, it's the exact same thing. I can respect Joe Rogan for trying to stay on his show, to trying to maintain some support, uh, to, to, to maintain, you know, have some tact for sure. Maybe Joe just needs to have some alternate, alternate platform, or maybe the reality is we, we just have to recognize that even podcasts like Joe Rogan's are slowly sinking. It's a good show. It's going to last for a long time. Slowly sinking, however. The left says, we demand. The right says, I'll give you a little bit. Every single time. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So, no. No, I, I look at this and I'm like, excise these lunatics. Tell them to shut up. I wonder. If the proper response from Joe, considering he has a contract with Spotify, is to say, Spotify, you made your bed, you lay in it. This is not the way, and I will not tolerate you flagging my content as misinformation. Now, what they would technically do is they're not going to call it misinformation. I think this is the compromise. Spotify's will put an advisory that links to other content, and Joe's probably like, yeah, whatever, who cares about that? But it's, it's the grain of sand. It may not seem like a big deal, but it's the grain of sand. It slowly moves us all in the direction of the left because the right never wins a grain of sand. The right gives the grain of sand. So if the right has 100 points and the left has negative 100, negative 100 is authoritarian and positive 100 is you know freedom or whatever, 
And I'm not saying that Republicans are all about freedom all the time. If the right keeps giving up one, two, three points here and there, eventually they just lose. And the whole country drifts leftward towards these psychotic individuals. Well, here's what ends up happening. Fox Business reports about earlier in the month, he, he said what he said. He, they quote him. Since sending his controversial email, Pence sent out another missive Friday asking for gift card purchases and admitting that his company has since lost 40,005 subscribers, approximately 3% of their base. Now, to be real, 40,000 people, 3%? Jeez, how does this company make so much money? Or what's their subscriber base? Are these, you know, how much money do these people get? Are they unpaying subscribers? Maybe that's the reality. They lost 40,000 subscribers. Subscribers to what? Their newsletter? 3% of their base. What does that mean? After starting the year with all Republicans are Republicans and following up with Republicans are racist, we've set a nice little boycott Penzi surge in motion. It certainly wasn't unexpected, but if it's within your means, you picking up a small stack of gift cards would help. That's right. Give them money for nothing because, uh-oh, you know what? I don't care what you do. I'm, certain, I, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be a bunch of left-wing people who see this story or maybe even this video and decide they're going to go service Penzies or whatever, and they're going to give them money. That's a reality. There have been uh, platforms that have done stupid things that I've worried, you know, if I highlight them, they'll just end up making more money anyway because parallel economies are emerging. That's true. I don't care at this point. If you want to support them, you're free to do it. You know, just because I don't want you to is not relevant to what the story is. And that's the important takeaway. So I'll give you an example. Quillette, for instance. Quillette has gone off the deep end. They're, they're now defending critical race theory. They're defending quarantine camps for people who are taken from their homes and placed there. Uh, they've totally lost the plot for whatever reason. And, you know, when they went off the deep end, I thought, if I keep talking about them, then certain people who are pro-authoritarian will find them and give them support. And I thought... You know, the outcome isn't important, right? I mean, it is, it is. But I'm not here to engage in activism and be worried about what you decide you want to do. If it turned out that all the people who watched my video actually hated my guts and watched to, to know who to support that I opposed, okay, well, you know, so be it. I'm not doing this from an activist perspective. I'm just giving my thoughts and opinions. And if it turns out the majority of people want to support a company like Penzi's, yeah, you're free to do so. I think it's important to talk about and highlight. And if I'm wrong on the issue, well, then so be it. I'm not going to avoid talking about something out of fear that people might like that thing and I don't like it. You see what, you see, you see what I mean? It's like, I don't like what they're doing, so I better not give them any attention. Nah, it, look, if I'm wrong on this one, you guys decide for yourselves. I'll just tell you how I feel. And I'm not right about everything. Quote, if you can't even begin to fathom how to compromise with January 6th or the Republican vaccine lies needlessly killing 10,000 Americans every week, if you have no desire to become halfway racist, and if their intent to destroy our climate for 1,000 years to come doesn't have you asking, what if we just destroyed it for 500 years instead? We would be better off with you on, on this voice of cooking email list, he wrote. Okay, so this is basically just an email list. It's not like, you know, anything that big. But it does look like they're losing a lot of customers. There's a difference between 30,000 customers and whatever. He said, despite the fact they lost 40,000, they did bring in 30,000 new subscribers, which brings me... To my point, there's a book out uh, by this guy. I forgot, I forgot his name. We're, we're, you know, we're, we're trying to reach out to him to see if we, we can get him on the podcast. He doesn't seem like a right-wing guy at all, but he wrote a book about you know, the, the new civil war, that it's coming. And he said it is coming. It's weird to me that uh, the left has been adamantly opposed to the idea of a civil war for some time, 
Now the establishment is basically pushing this idea and now the right is rejecting it. And I'm like, what are you guys talking about? Like on the, on the right, are you just now pretending like you've ignored the past several years simply because establishment Democrats have said it? I'm not saying every single person on the right, they're just personalities on the right saying the left is trying to convince you a civil war is coming. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe after Chaz, I considered that was a possibility when they took over several city blocks and like killed people. Now we have this, the parallel economy that I warned about like four years ago. I said, if the censorship continues, eventually you will build parallel economies. Conservatives don't just cease to exist because you, you've blocked them. When they were banning people on the right, what, what happens? Well, Gab exists. Gab starts building up infrastructure. When all the infrastructure starts banning Gab, Gab built their own infrastructure. Now there are right-wing payment processors. Now there are right-wing video hosting sites. Now you have the right leaving a spice company and they're getting new subscribers. They are gaining left-wing ideologues and losing right-wing individuals or moderates. So now, now what? Is a right-wing group going to start their own spice company? I would not be surprised. Once the parallel economies are solidified, war. Once both sides have means to produce and recover supplies and resources, that's when war can truly happen. If, two, if you have two countries, country A is dependent on country B for wheat. They can't go to war. They need food. But what happens when country B slowly cuts off the wheat supply? Country A starts suffering. And then one of two things happen. They build their own wheat supply, or they say, we must invade country B to get wheat. In the end, the separation results in major conflict and war. Let me show you something. It's from Civics. Joe Biden job approval. It's currently at 34% among all demographics. Let's take a look at the Republicans. Of course, the Republicans despise Joe Biden. 96% disapproval. I didn't think it could get higher than it was when it started, but it started at 90 and now it's at 96 independent voters, 65% disapproval. Let's look at Democrats. Now, unsurprisingly, Democrats do support Joe Biden, but approval has dropped from 90% to 72. So when you're a crackpot spice company and you come out and say all Republicans are racist, you're, you're even threatening to lose some Democrats because they don't agree. You know, I imagine there are many Democrats out there who went and bought guns. And they were called racist by this guy. And they said, I'm out, man. I imagine there were demi- many, many Democrats who had their businesses destroyed when the BLM riots happened. In fact, in Seattle, when the Chaz happened, it was mostly Democrats. And they see this and they say, screw you, dude. I just want to live my life and be left alone. You know, the average Democrat, many of them are just trapped in the mainstream bubble. But, you know, they just want a better world. They think universal health care is the path towards helping people. I wish they'd wake up and pay attention. The Republican Party isn't the answer. I got to be completely honest. Mises caucus seems to be pretty good, but there's no real answer. The real answer is just not the left. That's just the reality. They're ideologues. They take people who are upset about, about corporate work conditions and then espouse communism as the answer. It's not. Neither is laissez-faire capital, capitalism, but people get roped up in the ideology. Yo, free inquiry freedom, personal responsibility, and community responsibility in balance. That's the answer. And that means you guys out there who are, who are you know, unhappy with Biden, the, the economy is bad. Yeah, well, many of you voted for this guy. And now we can see around what? We've got a decent amount of people, 18 or so percent, that are, that are clearly regretting their decision. 
Now, I'm not saying approving of Biden is a direct correlation to voting for him, but I'd imagine there's, there's, there's close enough. These people are saying, I'm mad as hell, I'm not, gonna take it. I'm not taking it anymore. I'm not going to take it anymore. And this guy thinks he can come out and just espouse his psychotic cult ideology. Sorry. Get well, go bro. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash Timcast. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.